0: Pro Group Management, Workers' Comp that works for you.
1: Welcome to Nevada Newsmakers. Today on the broadcast, Alex and Orlando de Castroverde with the Castroverde Law Group joins us here for the whole show on an all new Nevada Newsmakers.
2: Big R is Northern Nevada's number one golden fire wood pellet supplier. More heat, less ash, 100% natural, and no additives. And there's only one place that stocks this many wood pellets, and that's Big R in Sparks, Winnemucca, Fallon, Fernley, and Lovelock, a river of wood pellets at Big R.
0: money and take transit did you know you can ride the bus all
2: day for less than what it would cost you for a gallon of gas plan your trip now by going to rtcwashoe.com as you know reno is booming tolls development company is helping it grow with insightful design and development building community with every project adding beauty adding excitement emphasizing our shared humanity Reno is becoming bigger. Tolls Development is helping it become better, more livable, more enjoyable. To learn more, go to tollsdevelopment.com, tollsdevelopment.com.
1: Retail's impact on Nevada's economy, enormous. 8,600 businesses large and small. Employing 145,000 workers, and last fiscal year, retail paid tax on nearly 60 billion dollars in sales. We're the Retail Association of Nevada. We support retail. We help it grow, and we mean business.
3: R A N N V dot org. This is
1: Nevada Newsmakers with host Sam Shad, a no holds barred political forum. Now from the Nevada Newsmakers broadcast headquarters, here is Sam J.
2: And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we're pleased to welcome for the first time to Nevada Newsmakers Alex and Orlando De Castro Verde with the De Castro Verde Law Group. Pleasure to have you guys both here. Um, let me start with you, Alex. Um, where are we with immigration? I mean, this is the craziest thing I have ever seen. Where we have all this stuff going along the southern border. But the reality is that that is hardly the number one place where people are coming into the country illegally. They're coming in through ports of entry in far greater numbers. We have the northern border that nobody talks about, which is much longer than the southern border. What's your take on this and where we may be heading? Well, as
0: a firm, well, first, as a as, as son of immigrants, our parents were born in Cuba, um, this country opened up its arms for, for our parents and for everything we have is, is because of uh, what this country's provided my parents, what the state has provided uh, our family. So
2: we're very By the way, same for me, because I came from England, so same story.
0: And uh, we're, we're, we're privileged to be able to have an immigration, a uh, part of our law firm consists of immigration attorneys who help the immigrant community. We feel privileged to be able to do that. Uh, with that said, the, the, the system's broken. The system's broken. the The border it, it needs to be, We need to have control of the border. It's not helping anyone. With this situation we have right now with the, the open border, in my opinion. Um, the immigration there's a backlog in the immigration courts, um, and and I just it's not fair to to anyone when you have a country where uh, some people around the world think, oh, it's we could come here, and and, and everything's going to be okay when it, when it's not and people are waiting j- decades for their papers. So um, that's what I think. I think we need to fix the immigration system. I think we need to control the border. We need, we need, we need, we need to make sure our country's safe by having control of the border. And those, um, for example, the, 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 the Dreamers and the DACA's, it's completely unjust what's happening to them. Um, they've been waiting for, for years for some permanency for, some, for their residency, for, the, for their citizenship. These, these dreamers, they, they were, they were, many of them came here when they were two years old, three years old, not even knowing how to speak another language other than English. They're as American as, as any of us, and, but they're still a different status because of, of what's going on in Washington, D.C. The two political parties can't agree on something that we, we all as, as a society should agree upon they should be able to have their, their, their status and uh, not be treated as a second class people, which is what's going on right now.
2: Well, One of the things that's always driven me crazy, Orlando, is the fact that um, if you're in the country, there is really no way to change your status from out of status to in status. You have to go back to the country of origin. You have to have a job here that is gonna be maintained for you over a period of time which everybody knows is never gonna happen. It's been since 1986 that Ronald Reagan uh, got immigration reform passed at that point in time with amnesty, and I know a lot of people get crazy when they hear the word amnesty, but there's so many problems connected with this large population of people that don't have status that have been here for 30, 40 plus years.
3: Yeah, Uh, very true in the the reality is we we see that a lot because obviously as immigration lawyers our goal is try to help people right get their whether it be their residency their work card or ultimately to be a citizen but the reality is is what you just shared sam is there's you know millions many 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 people that just don't as much as they want to be legal as, what, as much as they want to do the right thing they can't do it right because you know we get phone calls all the time people um wanting hey what can i do right? i've been here x amount of years 10 years 15 20 30 years i have a family here um but there's nothing we could do right some people many the, the, the majority just don't have a pathway right um and that was a great thing with, with ron reagan when he did the amnesty You know, it allowed a lot of those people living in the shadows as much as they want to be legal, as much as they want to come, you know, have that pathway. There just is no option.
2: And, you know, the irony was back in those days, um, I mean, because this had been a very tortured process starting out in 77 when Jimmy Carter actually started the whole process with uh, uh, Dr. Hesberg from uh, uh, Notre Dame to do a study of the country in 77 to see what could be done. And it went through all kinds of ups and downs before it got into the Reagan administration. But it was only in, in the final weeks of it where several leading members of Congress on both sides of the aisle finally stepped up and said, okay, we're gonna get this done. But I don't see anybody getting this done at this point in time. No, it, it seems just such a hot button issue. The irony of course is We need the workers. We need people for all these jobs. I mean, here in Nevada, we could use a lot of people in construction and healthcare. I mean, the list goes on.
0: Totally agree. I love, uh, Elon Musk uh, tweeted a couple months ago, is we we need to control our borders, right? but we also need more immigrants. We need more workers. And for that to happen, you need those in Washington, D.C. to come together for the best interests of, of society as a whole and put politics as as aside. And as as you just alluded to, Sam, politics has overridden what's better for society for all parts, unfortunately.
2: Do do you ever see a time in the near future, in the next few years, where um, people will put the politics aside to say, okay, we've got to do something here? Because it's not even gonna be, uh, say this happens in 2025, it's not gonna be the people who arrive in 2025. It's gonna be set in 2020 or 2022 will be the cutoff date for, for getting uh, status. But it just seems that you know, with the work situation in the United States, the aging population, the lower birth rate, we need more immigrants and they're coming because it's a better life here. They're just out of status.
3: Yeah, uh, and I think they're gonna to continue to come. You know, put, your, put why, us would,
2: why would you not? When you're making a nickel a day and you have a chance to make, you know, $10 an hour, why are you not going to come?
3: Yeah, they're going to come because I think as most of us, family comes first. For, uh, And many of them, they come, they want, you know, they're going to do what's best for their family. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think at some point that, you know, we may go, get to that point where there really is no other option, right? Knowing that, you know, These are, uh, most of these people are hard workers and they can be productive members of society. Uh, So at some point, I don't think we can continue, this is kind of like insanity, right? You continue down this path where you just have more and more and more, especially if the borders continue as they are and you have the same influx of people, you know they're going to come, right? They're going to do what's best for their family. so, yeah, yeah I'd I, I say at some point, I think we, 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 we probably, in rep- history tends to repeat itself. Right. So, I think but at it's some it's point.
2: But it's sad that it, it's history from 1986, uh, you know, so 14, what, 37 years ago. I mean, that's a long time. Yes. So, all right, so here's another, you know, which I think is a total red herring, um, which, oh, terrorists are coming across the border. Well, if terrorists want to come into the United States, there's a lot of easier ways to do it. You, you get a visa if you need one. You fly into JFK or LAX or wherever, and you're here. I mean, we don't have a system that can catch every single person who's a potential terrorist. We also have domestic terrorism. Isn't it a a, a giant red herring to say that amongst these people, and and consider the journey that folks are taking to be able to get here with the coyotes and struggling to come through Mexico, but uh, all the areas before that where they have to come through. Do people really think that those are terrorists when they could just fly in well, on a plane? Well, r-
0: respectfully, I don't think it's a total red herring. As I mentioned earlier, Sam, I do think that the, what's going on at the border right now is out of control. Oh, no, I, I, that I, do, I agree on, sure. And because of the way it is right now, it's not in the, it's for safety purposes for our country, With what's going on around the world right now, it's far from ideal. So it's, in that respect, it's not a total red herring. And also, because of the situation we have in the border, which many consider, which what we're seeing, it looks like it's an open border, it hurts those immigrants who are here. It hurts those DACA kids. It's keeping legislation from being passed in Washington, D.C. that would give some permanency to the DACAs and the DREAMers because what a good portion of society is seeing what's going on in the border, it makes them more hesitant in in, in doing an amnesty such as what Reagan
2: did in the 80s. You know, it's funny, years ago, um, I went down to the border uh, south of Tucson and um, was with the Border Patrol and they were showing this video of like 10 agents, border agents, and then 100 people rushing. So they could grab one, maybe two people, but there was no way they were gonna control the number of people that were crossing over the border. I mean, there's gotta be technology that can be utilized that would be able to make this a better situation. Yeah. Because it's not going to be manpower. I mean, you know, because just think about this. I mean, number of border agents, but then also the whole justice system. You know, how many immigration judges are we going to need if we actually start processing this situation? We don't have enough of any of it.
3: Yeah. Well, when we're talking about the courts, now we're also talking about a lot of backlog, too. Like Alex (laughs) had mentioned earlier, uh, a lot of the the way a lot of these – applicants try to get their citizenship or their residency, it's usually through forms with UCSIC. And we're talking years, you know, uh, asylum cases, years, uh, just typical applications. Uh, our years. Uh, By the that's way, it's totally is, different. Is
2: it now computerized because it wasn't that long ago that they was still had stuff in cardboard boxes?
3: Uh, it's, not compu- it, it's not computerized. Of, of oh my all, goodness. You know, uh, like Alex mentioned earlier, you know, we do personal injury, criminal defense, immigration is a large part of our, our office as well. Uh, and we're, we're pretty much paperless when it comes to you know, all our other departments except immigration. Immigration, they got to keep the, the hard files. Uh, because the, the, it, the immigration uh, laws still haven't got to that point where everything's electronic. This is insanity.
2: That you know at this point in time, where everything else is computerized, that you've got to find the box that's got somebody's documents yeah. in it.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's there's computerized, but they're, they're not as paperless as other areas yeah. of the courts. It's not as paperless. It's certainly not as. steamless less as other areas of the court.
3: All right, so. I'll tell you a story, Go ahead, To give you an idea. And I don't know if things have changed, but when I was a kid uh, and I'd go watch my dad in immigration court, all right, and the immigration judge, most courts you have your court reporter. Uh, I remember the immigration judge would have his little tape cassette and he'd pop out, new case got called up, he'd stop the tape recording pull it out, and then you put the tape recording in for the new client, oh. or for the new you know, person you know, for, the, for the case. You know, that was the immigration court. And that
0: might have happened all the way
3: until 2015, yeah. 2016, which is unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if that's still happening, but as a, as a child, I, I remember or I, guess I remember seeing my dad, and, and I remember that stood out to me.
2: Okay, but now on the other hand, if you have money, the like EB-5s, that if you have a million dollars to invest in a company and hire Americans, you can get your citizenship, or at least your green card pretty quickly, leading you to a, a citizenship. Is that still correct?
0: Yeah, well, as we said earlier, Sam, we have uh, six immigration attorneys at our office who exclusively do immigration. Um, one of those handles those types of cases. That's her specialty. Uh, her name is Ali Avni Barrios, and, and, and she's able to help uh, individuals like that. And, and the policy behind it, are co- we want to bring investors and, and capital, sure. and it's a, it's a win-win situation.
2: Right, oh yeah, just to say the least. Uh, but I mean, but, but I, I'm just pointing out that there's an inequity between some poor person who has struggled to, to make it to the border, swum across the river, and arrived in the United States versus somebody who's got a million bucks and can, can create jobs. Not that I'm knocking that, but I'm just saying this disparity. Let's take a break. We'll come back much okay. more. We'll be right back after this timeout.
0: Pro Group Management specializes in providing industries with the necessary components to satisfy and exceed workers' comp requirements. Every business has unique needs and specific regulations. Pro Group Management stays ahead of the curve, providing up to date services to keep your industry in top form. Discover how we simplify your tasks, improve efficiency, and reduce expense to keep you moving in a positive direction. Pro Group Management, workers' comp that works for you.
1: Truck drivers are some of the hardest working people you'll meet, delivering over 70% of America's freight and 92% of Nevada's. When there's a natural disaster, they're delivering critical supplies to help those communities recover and rebuild. Every sector of the economy and our nation's military rely on truck drivers. So let's take a moment to say thank you. On the open road or city streets, our truck drivers are rolling to make our economy and our nation stronger. Trucking moves America forward. What do you count on? You count on your power every day. At NB Energy, we've always powered what's important to you, but we're not looking at the past. We're focused on the future. While our standards are high, our rates will remain low. And our commitment to renewables isn't just meeting standards, but leading the way. Because you can count on more than just your power. You can count on the company who brings it to you. That's our promise. You can count on it. The Nevada Builders Alliance has been protecting the interests of the construction industry for over 50 years. Our programs save members thousands of dollars every year. And allow them to provide much needed benefits to their employees. Our industry also allows Nevada to grow. If you're thinking about a career in the construction industry, reach out. And if you haven't thought of a career in construction, what are you waiting for? We are the Nevada Builders Alliance. This is Nevada Newsmakers.
2: And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Alex and Orlando De Castro Verde with the De Castro Verde Law Group. Um, tell us your dad's story because it's it's quite a story of a journey from Cuba to becoming a citizen.
0: Well, our, my, my mom and dad were born in Cuba. My dad, uh, when he was a teenager, participated in anti Batista. Batista was a dictator in the in the 50s in, in Cuba, and my dad participated in anti Batista Batista activities in, in Cuba. But after Fidel Castro took over and overthrew Fidel uh, Batista, started confiscating private property, started taking control and putting a stop to the media, taking control of the newspapers, and my dad and a lot of other Cuban immigrants fled and came to the United States when he was 19 years old, and uh, soon thereafter signed up to uh, participate in what, what's known as the Bay of Pigs. Right. The CIA. Um, with the help of all these Cuban immigrants like my dad, uh, uh, participants uh, took them to Guatemala and started uh, training them to overthrow Fidel Castro. So my dad participated. He was a paratrooper, was very proud to have been a paratrooper. Unfortunately, as you know, the Bay of Pigs was a complete disaster. Yes. Um, he was incarcerated. He was incarcerated for close to two years in Cuban prison as a political prisoner. Um, the Kennedy administration ultimately negotiated an exchange with uh, Fidel Castro, and my dad was released as a result. Fast forward, in the the 70s, my dad was involved in a lot of anti-Castro activities in southern Florida. Um, My mom finally said, you need to leave your ambitions to overthrow Fidel Castro. Uh, We have four kids. Uh, You need to concentrate on your family. That's why we ended up in Nevada, we ended up in Reno in 1978. Uh, Baya Pig's cellmate of my father who was uh, the casino manager of what was the, at the time was an MGM Grand, okay, had just opened, and now it's the Grand Sierra. And interestingly, owned by a Cuban, by a Cuban. <laughs> it is yeah, interesting, yeah, yeah. owned by a Cuban who was friends with my dad before my dad passed away. Oh, uh, so. My uh, my dad and mom started, de- my my dad's best friend says, I'll teach you the casino business industry and I'll move you up and, I'll, and that's your future. So my dad got a job as a dealer. My mom got a job as a dealer. And about a, a year later, my dad's friend gets fired. And my dad goes, oh, well, there goes my future, a Cuban uh, family here in uh, Reno, Nevada in the late 70s. There goes my future in the casino industry. However, uh fortunately for my dad a law school opened up in reno right. in the early 80s it was called uh, old college back then and my dad his dad was a law school in cuba and my dad always had dreams and aspirations of being a lawyer but didn't think it'd become a reality however because of the law school opened up my dad dealt 21 in the daytime at the mgm went to law school at nighttime, and uh, Was fortunate to become a lawyer, worked at the attorney general's office under Brian McKay. And because of the amnesty that we discussed earlier that was passed by President Reagan, my dad thought there was a need to serve the Hispanic community here in Nevada. He opened up a small law office on Hill Street and uh, started helping uh, immigrants with the paperwork so they could accomplish the the amnesty process.
2: Uh, That's a great story. Let's take another break and we'll be right back after this. It's a good time to eat. It's a good time to play.
3: It's a good time to win. You around.
2: The casino industry drove Nevada's
1: economy for decades. By the 1990s, however, the state's sole industry was in sharp decline. Many were losing their homes, many were leaving the state. Is Reno on track to be the Detroit of the West? Was an October 2010 Reno Gazette Journal headline. Nevada knew it was time for a change and a time to diversify. Story County took that lead, took risks, invested tens of millions transforming its desert into a place of opportunity, and a future for Nevada families needing something new. That desert now provides thousands of high-paying tech, advanced manufacturing, and energy careers at companies like Tesla, Panasonic, Google, Switch, and Redwood Materials. Story County transformed Northern Nevada forever, and the tide of opportunity has raised all vessels through construction contracts, high-paying careers, and the power of payroll. Tens of millions have been generated in sales and property tax, permits, and other revenues for Reno, Sparks, Washoe County, and for all of Nevada. Enough in fact to generate a surplus after public services are provided. And best of all, a sustainable economic climate has been created enabling our children to stay in Nevada and live prosperous lives in their home state. Story County, improving Northern Nevada one industry at a time. This is Nevada Newsmakers.
2: And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Alex and Orlando De Verde with the De Verde Law Group. Um, Orlando, do you see a time in the near future where there may be more normalized relationship between Cuba and the United States, or is that just a long ways off still?
3: Well, hopefully, you know, we have a free, free Cuba at some point in the near future. You know. Uh, like my, my brother had shared, you know, my father, you know, f- a big part of his life was trying to fight for a free Cuba. And me, growing up as a little kid, as a, as a child, I remember going to uh, the Cuban American uh, Foundation dinners every year, every year in L. A. So it would
2: have to be a revolution.
3: Um. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, at this point, you know, I. I don't really want to have good relations with a, with a communist country, you know. I, I don't want to help a communist regime who's oppressing their people. Um, so, you know, but yeah, yeah, I mean, my hope is for free Cuba, right, and then we could have good relations with, with, with the country.
2: And that's where we gotta leave it. Gentlemen, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. It was great to have you here. Thank it's our honor. Thanks, oh, thank, you. Thank, thank you. Thank you And for we'll be right this. back.
1: For 50 years, Nevada Heating has been keeping people comfortable in their homes. At Nevada Heating, call the Do It Right guys and get the heat back on today. Call us today and we'll fix it today. That's the Nevada Heating way. Why freeze for days on end when Nevada Heating can get your furnace fixed today? Call us today and we'll fix it today at 323-5585 or schedule us on our website at NevadaHeating.com. Imagine a magical garden that feeds Carson City's hungry and homeless, teaches our high school students agriculture, creates hanging floral displays to beautify downtown, and yet charges nothing. It's not magic. It's the Greenhouse Project. It's real. It's growing. And it needs your help. Go online to CarsonCityGreenhouse.org so together
3: we can grow it forward.
0: 7 at 7 is a newscast built for your smartphone. It's a seven minute newscast available every weekday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. at LVRJ.com. We don't waste your time and we give you the day's top stories. We at the RJ have noticed some similarities between us and a certain BTS character, RJ. Plus the latest in Las Vegas business, weather, health and entertainment news. (laughs) 7 at 7 streaming now on your smartphone.
2: Thanks for watching Nevada Newsmakers. You can catch us online 24 hours a day at NevadaNewsmakers.com or you can download the podcast wherever you like to get your podcasts. We'll see you on the next broadcast.